Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Wednesday afternoon. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us. I am looking forward to the conversation this half hour. My guest, Michael Reist, educational consultant, author of Raising Boys in a New Kind of World, Welcoming Michael to our studio. Michael, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. And the reason I wanted to talk to you was earlier today, you had a chance to speak at the Alberta Children's Hospital. And the title of your talk was Boys and Girls Learn Differently, How Gender Differences Influence Learning and Behavior. Boy, what an understatement that is. Boys and girls learn differently. Why do you think sometimes our education system doesn't get that? Well, you know, our education is a one-size-fits-all education system, and that's always been the problem. And, you know, we need to move toward an education system that's just a little bit more aware of the differences between boys and girls and the differences between all kinds of genders. Uh, I specialize in working with the square pegs that don't fit in a round hole, Mm. and there's lots of them out there. And I think the more teachers know about uh, gender differences in learning, the better off we'll all be. All right, when we look at boys and girls, tell me some of those differences, those key differences in the way they learn. Well, I think the the main thing I, I want to talk to teachers about and, and to parents as well is just the whole issue of empathy. They, it's not so much that they learn differently, that they behave differently, and this behavior affects their learning. Uh, let's take, for example, developmental differences. It's well documented in the research that boys are on a different developmental timeline than girls are. And very often, boys will appear immature in relation to girls. It's one of the arguments in favor of single-sex schools. Uh, Boys develop impulse control later than girls do. They develop language uh, skills a little later than boys do. Than girls do. Sorry, than girls Mm do. Uh, So, you know, it's just a difference. And uh, we often end up comparing boys to girls. The, the, The graphomotor skills, the ability to print, the ability to do cursive writing. The little boy looks at the girl next to him and he sees... uh, She's able to get her D's and her B's right and get the stick on the right side of the ball. And he, he concludes that he's stupid and that she's smart. And graphomotor has nothing to do with intelligence. So, and then you add to that the January-born, the, the December-born boy sitting beside the January-born girl. You can have up to a year's uh, stretch within a classroom itself. And again, uh, teachers need to be aware, parents need to be aware that boys born later in the year are going are gonna to have a, a disadvantage in the classroom. You, you started that off by empathy. And is that mm-hmm. the empathy of uh, the understanding of the teacher's empathy? Is that uh, students, boys and girls, recognizing that they, are, they shouldn't be compared? Yeah, I think it's number one, it's teacher empathy. I think it's understanding And let's face it, most teachers are women. And it has been said, and I think it's true, that school is a very feminine environment. And little girls go home and play school. You know, they they like what school is. And there are brain reasons and hormonal reasons for that. They're just, they like what school is and they feel more comfortable. The research shows, you know, boys and girls go into JK, SK, kindergarten with the same expectations, the same high hopes. By grade three, the girls' expectations have either stayed the same or increased. The boys, by grade three, they're starting to feel, hmm, this isn't really working for me. <laughs> and that can be that can be very scary then for a parent who thinks their child, their boy is struggling when in fact it's just natural for boys to maybe have those expectations at different times then? 
Absolutely. And I think it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy too, you know, where a child is maybe a little bit, uh, quote unquote, behind his cohort, his peer group. And so we, you know, we're ringing the alarm bells and we're concluding that this child has learning disabilities or ADD and so on. And really, you know, every kid is on a different developmental timeline and the school system lumps kids in 12-month brackets. And, you know, so again, empathy, we just have to understand these differences and be open to the, to, to the possibility that th- these kids will get it eventually. They'll get it eventually. And I know I've got lots of listeners who are teachers. I've got lots of listeners who are parents. And I'm sure right now they're saying, you are bang on. That's exactly what my my son had to struggle with through school. So what do you tell teachers, though, who probably would say, Michael, I've got 30 kids in my classroom. I've got these expectations from my superiors or my supervisors. How am I supposed to be empathetic to each student? Yeah. Well, I was a teacher for 30 years, and I understand completely what it's like to be standing in front of 30 kids and trying to meet the needs of 30 kids. And I'm not asking or suggesting any kind of revolution in education when I ask for empathy. Kids can tell when you get them and when you don't. And I think the more you understand about these differences, in the moment, you'll say the right thing, you'll do the right thing. Let's take something as simple as squirming and movement. You know, one of the biggest, uh, one of the most common phone calls I get from parents is the teacher's complaining about my son squirming uh, during story hour, uh, during work time. And a lot of this squirming is perfectly harmless. Uh, The research shows, again, that boys learn better when they're moving. They learn better when their body is active. And I think a lot of this, uh, we could just roll with it. You know, we could ride that wave. And if the boy's squirming on the floor during story hour, as long as he's not hurting anyone else, that's fine. I think we take things that are normal boy behavior and we pathologize them. And we want to drug, we want to medicate them. You know, standing at your desk. What's wrong with kneeling on your chair while you do your math? What's wrong with standing at your desk while you fill out that worksheet? You know, but we can become very rigid in our approach and everybody needs to be sitting up straight facing the front. (laughs) Do you think, though, and you were an educator, as you say, for over 30 years, and it was many years ago that I went to school, but are we seeing a shift? Because even as you say, sitting in your chair, facing forward, that sounds like my education in the 60s and the 70s. Please tell me things have changed. I think they are changing in pockets. I think, again, it goes back to the individual teacher and teachers who are empathetic, teachers who, quote-unquote, get it, teachers who have boys themselves and have done some reading or some thinking on this. But, uh, yeah, I think things are improving in certain pockets in the, across the country, uh, but we need, to do, we need to do more. I want to talk about the way we raise boys, and, and this is I know a bigger topic than just the education, but I think you have to look at that if we're talking about how we educate boys. And and it's all around emotions. And I, I wonder if we allow boys to express, share, enjoy the same emotions that we give a free ticket to girls. No, and that's, you know, and that was the subject of uh, one of my books. I wrote a book called Raising Emotionally Healthy Boys. And really... You know, I'm just asking for boys what feminism gave to girls. Feminism was a wonderful thing, and it did great things for girls. And what did it do? It broadened their range. It said that all of this is available to you, girls, girl power. Go, go girl, go get it. And we need to do the same thing with boys. We need to say, you too can broaden your spectrum. You too can be in the arts. You too can be creative. You too can be expressive. You know, everything that's available to girls is available to you too. And that's a conversation that just isn't happening in our culture. 
Yeah. And, and you too can express love because yes. I think sometimes boys, they only get to express a couple of emotions and usually they're negative emotions, whether it be anger or fear. Exactly. And one of, you know, one of my pet ones is nurturing behavior, you know, and in a lot of schools you'll have uh, reading buddies, you'll have peer mentors, you'll have the grade eights going in and reading to the grade threes. This is fantastic. Yeah. There needs to be much more of this kind of thing where boys are encouraged to show nurturing behavior, to practice empathy. Why do we, you know why is bullying such a problem? Bullying is the absence of empathy, being willing to being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes. So we just need to expect that from boys in the same way that we expect it from girls. You know, we have this saying boys will be boys, you know. And and that kind of shuts the conversation down because what you're saying is it's always been thus, it'll never change, you know. Right. And we need to stop that kind of talk. We have to stop our talk just for a second because we've got a commercial break, but I've got a lot more to say. And especially, as you said, what feminism did for women, why can't we see the same thing for young men in our lives? Because I think, sadly, they've been left behind. 403-974-8255. You can fire off texts and we'll try to fit in some phone calls as well. Michael Reist is my guest. He's the author of Raising Boys in a New Kind of World. always enjoy this conversation because it affects us all in one way or another. I would like to think we all went to school. Um, many of us had children or still have children in the education system. Michael Reist is my guest. He is the author of Raising Boys in a New Kind of World, an educational consultant, a teacher for, uh, I think it was over 30 years, Michael, that you mentioned. But we are just talking about boys and girls. I almost said boys versus girls. I don't like that. And I, the fact right. is they're very, they're very different and very unique. But as you, you touched on, feminism has been a great movement for making sure that we've got more women graduating from university, more women taking on non-traditional roles. But in that whole movement, I feel that boys and ultimately men have been left behind. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that's missing are role models. You know, women had certain role models and they'd say, okay, there's a picture of what I do, women in politics, women in entertainment, you know, women in sports. And those people would be held up as kind of, you too can have this, you know. And I think that we need alternative um, role models for boys, you know. Uh, men with a broader spectrum, I mean, we're living in a very kind of hyper-masculine age right now. And uh, I, I would just like to see a broader range of role models for boys. For example, uh, something as simple as male teachers. You know, the, we, need, we, we need more male teachers, particularly in the inter intermediate division when these boys are really becoming young men. And they need models of what does that mean? They've grown up in a feminized environment. They've grown up with mom. They've grown up with female teachers. And it's so important, uh, grade seven and on, that these boys be exposed to intelligent, articulate, sensitive men. You know, my grade seven uh, teacher was an amazing uh, role model for me where he taught us gym and then we came in and he taught us poetry in language arts, you know, and he was a manly man. He was mm. a very masculine man, but he had that full range and that made a huge impression on me. I would also say elementary school is in desperate need of male teachers, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, as mm -hmm. you say, uh, when they start to hit that junior high, high school for sure, but elementary uh, definitely. Uh, I want, do you mind taking a couple of phone calls? Sure. Let's definitely. go for it. 403-974-8255. Uh, hi, Jan. Hi. Hi, how are you today? Doing well. What are your thoughts on this? Angela, um, it, it's the language being used too. Somehow boys are being left behind. We're not being left behind. We're being excluded. 
And we've been excluded for just about 20 years. And guys are starting to figure it out, and boys are starting to figure it out. And a lot of a lot of older guys that went through it for the last 20 and 30 years are telling the younger boys this feminist propaganda is a pack of lies that's going to be used to alienate you and exploit you later on. Jan, what about just the fact, Jan, what about feminism is what it is, but what are you as a man as opposed to angry at the feminist movement saying, what am I doing to ensure that I am saying me too, that I'm delving into all the areas that women are encouraged to do? You know, because I, I can hear your frustration, Jan, but how do you make a positive out of this as opposed to just anger make it equal that's just it you can't make things equal by by elevating players it doesn't work that way yeah I agree, Jan. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, only because we've got more phone calls to get to in text as well but you, you can hear his frustration yeah, no, I completely understand. And I think that's the key word is equal. You know, we're not asking, you know, it's not a question of privileging the female perspective, privileging the male perspective, or privileging any kind of uh, way of thinking or being, you know. But yeah, there needs to be greater equality. And the statistics just bear it out. You know, boys, uh, far, far greater number of boys in, in uh, being sent to the office, in uh, discipline situations, far greater number of boys in special ed, far greater number of boys with learning disabilities, being diagnosed with ADD. What is this? You know, we have to ask yourself, what's going on? Is this innate in boys that they are disruptive, you know, poor behavior, learning disability? Is that innate in their nature? Why do we have these huge disproportions between male and female learners? And I think equality is, is a good word to introduce. And, and I think the effort that was put into making sure that young girls had the same opportunity as boys, we have to flip that around. And I think we have to also encourage boys, you mentioned schools, uh, education, teachers. What about in these occupations that have seemed to be predominantly female and and maybe we've got to start encouraging our boys to be nurses to be you know as you say teachers there's a lot of occupations that we can encourage our boys to have it all as well absolutely let's go for uh one more phone call here hey yeah elizabeth how are you good you good i don't know what happened in my ear hopefully it didn't happen in yours what are your thoughts uh, I'm I'm going to piggyback on what Jan just said because I have a young teenage boy, and uh, he is bombarded daily on the news and in politics and everywhere, basically saying that he is irrelevant because, you know, we have to get women into the boards. We have to get women in politics. Let's get women in STEM. Let's get women everywhere. And basically it's saying you really are, you, you've had your chance, young man, because you're a man, you're a young male. You've had your chance. You get to be pushed aside. And uh, let's give the women all the opportunities. He hears it every single day. I've already told him, he's in grade 12, I said, make sure you, you plan a, a life where you get your own job. You start your own business because you will have no opportunities as a, a young man. And, and on top of that, a non-diverse young man, because that's also thrown at him that he's of very little value because diversity is so important. He's, he is like on the lowest rung of the ladder when it comes to 
uh, the, of society. And, uh, you know, you, I get the learning part. I understand all of that. But, you know, for some kid who's trying to get into university or trying to do something else, he is basically told every single day that he is not as important as his skin color, his culture, and the fact that he's a man. Every single day. Yeah, Elizabeth, thanks so much for that. Michael, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of truth in what the caller is saying. You know, there's been an attempt to try to restore the imbalances of the past. Nobody would deny that the past was imbalanced and that women did not have rights. And there's been a real attempt to try to undo that or restore that or to com- dare I say, compensate for that. But there's going to have to come a time where we stop compensating, we stop trying to apologize for the way things were, and we do have to arrive at a greater sense of equilibrium. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of texts here. Uh, this guest is dead right. Amen. Had the same experience with my boy versus girl in school. And then another one says, the education system got worse when it became pro-girl. Boys got left behind when the education system decided girls weren't being given enough opportunities. Now male students are just ignored and no one except their parents care whether they do well. Very sad. So, I mean, this is stuff you've heard before. Yeah. And again, I think in some jurisdictions it's turning around. I think in, I know in the United States there's a real movement toward male-only education. There's some pockets in Ontario where they're really taking this on. But I think it's going to be a process, and I think it's going to take a while. Yeah, and and I, I don't, even when you say we've got to start focusing now on boys, well, we should because they have been kind of ignored in this whole thing. But at some point... We've got to reach that equilibrium, equilibrium rather, if we ever do. Michael, a fascinating conversation. Thanks so much for spending t- some time with us today. Thanks for having me. Michael Rice T is an educational consultant, author of Raising Boys in a New Kind of World. We've got news coming up next.